Thank you, Bella. Appreciate it as always. Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today we are going to talk about speed. Now, look, one of the great things about the sport of soccer is that all different types of players can excel. So many things you can do uh, well that can make up for not being the biggest, fastest, or strongest player on the pitch. Your soccer IQ, your technical skill, anticipation, awareness, vision, um, and more. I've talked about this in detail on a previous episode of the podcast, how to become an elite soccer player without being the biggest or fastest player on the pitch. I've talked about this in an article on stack.com. But that being said, when all else is equal, it is true that speed kills. Okay, almost anyone involved in any sport has heard that expression for good reason. And all, all else being equal, speed wins out. Now again, it's very rare that it's all else is equal. And as I mentioned, there's so many great things you can do in soccer in terms of your, your skill set physically and mentally, even if you don't have um, that type of speed that allows you to play at a very high level. Now, another phrase you probably heard is that you can't teach speed. This is, drives me nuts. Speed kills. That's true. You can't teach speed. That is not true. You absolutely can teach speed. If someone tells you can't, run fast and run far. Okay, and if you can't run fast, I will help you with running faster, okay? Then you can run fast and far. Okay, you absolutely can teach speed. I just don't understand that mentality. People tie themselves into knots trying to explain how you can't teach it. I think we say, when I say you can teach speed, I say you can take a player and you can make them faster. And then it's, yeah, but, well, they're not going to be a sane bolt. They're limited by genetics. Well, no kidding. They're not, they may not be Messi or Marta as a dribbler either, but you're not going to teach them how to dribble because of that. And guess what? Their dribbling is limited by their genetics. Everything is limited by their genetics. You're not going to teach a young basketball player how to shoot a jump shot because they're never, be, they're never going to be Steph Curry. How dumb is that? It's just dumb. Okay, sorry, I get worked up, but it's just it's a topic that drives me absolutely crazy when I see people see um see people talking this nonsense. So you're gonna refuse to teach a player how to get faster because they won't be Usain Bolt. That's just stupid. Okay, um, you can get faster. Period. No, you probably won't be Usain Bolt. That's not the point. It's about making you a faster player than you are right now. That's all that matters. For some reason, a lot, a lot of us get locked into athleticism. It, it is what it is. You train at your sport, but your athleticism, you can't improve. They're great athletes and not so great athletes and everyone else. Not true. Of course you can improve your athleticism. And it can be improved a lot. An amazing amount for some people. And speed is part of that. Again, it's not about turning someone into a world-class sprinter. It's just about helping them improve their speed in order to help them be a better player. It's that simple. Look, there are a lot of things that go into increasing sp- in speed. Stride length is just one of them, and, and even that's affected by a number of different things. But I just want to use stride length as an as illustration, okay, for the sake of argument. Let's say with proper overall training, we're able to improve a player's stride length by just a whopping two inches, right? doesn't seem like much at all. But over 12 steps, that's 24 inches. That's two feet. That is a game changer for a soccer player. When you think of how much ground they cover that is in short distances like that. It's the difference between making a play or not making a play. The difference between being first or second to a 50-50 ball. The difference between finishing a breakaway or stopping one. Covering an extra couple of feet over 12 steps is huge 
in the game of soccer. It can be the difference between sitting on the bench or being the star, right? Okay, now I want to get into a little more um, specifics what we're talking about here and what I would call the three main aspects of uh, increasing speed are acceleration mechanics, increasing force production, which is power, which has to do with strength, and then top-end sprint mechanics. The third one, not a huge deal. We don't really, very rarely do you see a, a soccer player even at top speed using proper sprint mechanics. They're usually battling for the ball with someone as they do it. They're doing the tugging or they're getting tugged on. But also, soccer, is it's rare that you get up to top speed. When I'm talking about top speed, we're talking about 50, 60 yard sprints or more. Yes, they do happen. You get uh, in quick transition or balls over the top. But as you know from playing the game, most sprints occur at a much shorter distance before you end up slowing down or changing direction, right? So the acceleration mechanics and the increased force production are the two big ones that we want to focus on for soccer. I'd say number two, force production is the most important, but there are some things with acceleration mechanics that are extremely important as well. And that's where we're going to have the most impact on increasing your speed and having the most impact for you on game day. Okay, it's the ability to accelerate to maximum speed that's a lot more important than maximum speed itself. So a player that has a really fast top end sprint speed, but for some reason they take a long time, you know, with their mechanics or what have you, they take a long time to get up to it. They're going to seem slow in the sport of soccer. They're not, but they're going to seem that way because acceleration is much more important. Um, so that that's the type of player that even though they may be fast and that they're able to win a lot of 100 meter uh, races, they need some work and some training in order to um, fix their acceleration aspect of the game of, of their uh, speed to make them a better soccer player, to make their speed more effective in the game of soccer. Because that's going to help them a lot more than their top speed is going to be. Okay, now as a soccer player... It's obviously, as I say, it's not really top end speed. It's that, be able, that ability to be able to accelerate, but also that ability to accelerate, decelerate, and reaccelerate as quickly as possible, usually in another direction, right? So we're also talking about the ability to change direction. We're also talking about agility. Okay, and I'm not going to get into a lot here, but the deceleration is really, really important. It's just as important, if not more important, than learning to accelerate. Um, not just for the game of soccer itself. When you can, the better you can decelerate, the better you're going to be able to accelerate. But it also, a lot of non-contact injuries occur during deceleration. Okay, so it's a really, really important aspect of speed. Now, change of direction and agility—two things I, I named. And for a lot of people, it's interchangeable. For me, also, you know, way back, I didn't used to think anything of separating out something called change of direction and agility, but in definitions I've heard and one that kind of makes sense to me, the way I would talk about it is change of direction is simply the change of direction, right? Duh, get it? You know, if you're running a 5-10-5 agility drill or a, a shuttle run, you know when and where you're changing direction. That's all it is. There's no nothing else to it. You hit that mark or get to that cone or whatever and you change direction and you know which way you're changing direction to. Now for agility, we're talking about a change of direction but with a reactive component. Uh, and in terms of drills, it might be, you know, you're, you're sprinting straight ahead and then on, on a verbal cue from a coach, like such as left or right, you're going to change direction left or right. Or maybe the coach holds up a colored cone. So now instead of um, audio, it's going to be visual, audio, auditory. 
it's going to be visual and you have to see the cone. If it's a blue cone, maybe you go left. If it's a yellow cone, you go right. Maybe it's an orange cone for backpedaling, right? Maybe they give you three options. So it's a little different than change in direction because you don't know where or when you'll be going. And that's more of a, a agility. So a lot of agility drills, especially if you're doing drilling drills on your own, are really kind of change of direction drills or there's simply coordination as well or balance drills as well. Uh, things like going through an agility ladder. Also, by the way, very, very important, okay? Not downplaying at all. Uh, you know, I'm not saying those things are not agility, so they're not important. They're very, very important. I include them in my programs. And a lot of athletes have coordination um, issues. And so they are things that are very, very important. Uh, so change of direction and agility, both crucial aspects of speed in soccer, obviously. Um, as I mentioned, very rarely are you in an all-out straight sprint for a long period of time. And even when you are, you do have to be aware of the need to change a direction at almost any time, right? Maybe you're a fullback, you're chasing down a winger out, out wide who's got by you or they got in behind. Maybe, you know, they're, they're the center back coming over because the fullback got beat. Now you're, you're in an all-out sprint. But you also know that at any moment, and usually when you're right about to catch that dribbler, right, they may very well cut back and go inside. And you need to bring in your agility and your ability to change direction quickly to be able to stay with that play. Maybe they're going to, they boom, they stop, they cut back inside, and then they go back the way they were going. Right? You have to be ready for that. That's your change of direction and your agility as well. So like acceleration and sprinting, however, change of direction can be improved by being able to put more force into the ground paired with the proper mechanics. Okay, And that's something we'll talk about. Maybe a little later, I gotta, but uh, I have to look at my little outline here. It might be something we talk about in another issue, another uh, episode. Um, a good warm-up obviously matters, and flexibility does too before your training, uh, obviously in your performance, and that's something I think we're going to leave to another podcast. But it's also very, very important. It's something I think a lot of uh, young athletes neglect. Let's going to talk a little bit more about improving your speed here uh, with the details of it. So how do you do it? Okay, simple. They need to develop more power. There, we're done. All right, kidding. The ability to put force into the ground has to do with power. To develop more power, you need to get stronger. You increase your strength to increase your power, which will increase your speed, which is also going to assist in improvement of your agility and change of direction. Strength training is the ultimate key to improving your speed. Strength training is the foundation of your athleticism. Nothing happens without it. You can't even blink your eyelids. You can't get out of that comfortable chair. You can't tap your phone without strength. A piece of pizza you're chowing down on. You better not be eating pizza right now. It takes strength to lift that thing from the box. It even takes strength to chew. Granted, not a lot, but it does. Strength also helps to reduce the risk of injury in athletes. I'm going to say that again. Strength also helps to reduce the risk of injury in athletes. It's important. Even if you don't truly believe strength training can make you a better soccer player, pst, it can. You should do it to reduce your chances of getting hurt. Unfortunately, still a ton of misinformation out there regarding strength training for sports performance and athletic development. Kind of like coaching in general, there's so many athletes and not enough good coaches. Um, so look, all soccer players should strength train. All soccer players should strength train. 
Yes, you can do it at a younger age than you believe. I don't want to get into that topic right now, but younger kids, if that's if if all you're gonna do, all your parents are allowed to do is body weight, that's great, fantastic, do that. Kids used to play all the time outside. What do you think they were doing? They were using developing strength and and power when they were um, playing tag or they were climbing trees or what have you. Okay, it's a form of strength training, resistance training. It doesn't always mean just grabbing a, a a barbell and some weights. So all players should strength train. Did I make strength train? Did I make that clear? Good. Okay. So because if, if you want to get faster, you need to produce more power. To produce more power, you need to get stronger. Power is the result of strength times speed. Speed is the result of strength and power. Okay. Increasing strength is going to allow you to increase power, give you the ability to put more force into the ground. This, in turn, will result in an increase in speed. Have I bored you yet? I'm kind of getting into the nitty-gritty detail stuff that I happen to really enjoy. You might not need to hear it, but don't worry. I promise we won't be going too much longer in this, okay? Just understand that strength is the ability to move weight, but without time constraints. Okay, think of a, a power lifter on a max lift that may seem to, they got stuck, and maybe the weight's, Seems like the weight's not moving to the naked ab, but it may be barely, barely moving. Eventually, they grind it out. It may take 30 seconds to, to do a one-rep bench. Now, power is the ability to move that weight to produce maximum force as quickly as power. If you ever watch weightlifting in the Olympics, there's an example of a power exercise, right? Moving that. If they don't move that weight as quickly as possible, they're going to fail on the, the lift. And we want to build a strength foundation, turn that into power, and then that's going to help us increase our speed. Okay. So to give you a real quick example, if one player can squat 250 pounds, it takes six seconds. Another player can squat 250 pounds in three seconds. Maximal strength is the same. The second player will be considered more powerful. Okay. And look, there is a lot that soccer demands of the body. Speed, endurance, uh, change of direction, strength and power. Obviously, we talked about explosiveness, quickness, um, acceleration, deceleration. We've got to work on injury prevention and recovery as well to help with all those things. So these athletic tools that you need, speed, explosiveness, quickness, power, they're all the result of being able to produce a high level of relative strength as quickly as power, as possible. Sorry, that is power. Okay, so I said maximal strength, okay, there's a relative of strength. Maximal strength is how much weight you can lift regardless of your body weight. Okay, relative strength, which is what we really want to focus on, is simply how much weight you can lift relative to your body weight. So an athlete who weighs 150 and squats 250, they have a higher level of relative strength than a player that weighs 200 pounds and squats 260. All right, that second player has a slightly higher level of maximum strength. But for soccer, we'd much rather be that first player. Okay, that's also what you get with sprinters. To give you an idea of how powerful relative strength is with regard to speed, elite 100-meter sprinters squat two to two and a half times their own body weight, some more than that. Okay, so if, if you're talking if a um, sprinter's 180 pounds, you know they're, they might be squatting 400, 450 pounds. Okay, former record holder Ben Johnson squatted over three times his body weight. Now, parents, if your parents listen, don't freak out. I'm not asking your 10-year-old to put hundreds of pounds on their back, okay? That's not the point. I'm just talking about how important leg strength, how important relative strength is for speed. 
okay now we are going to leave it there for now because i know it's getting kind of long we're going to dive into this a little more in another episode um i know it's a lot different than the type of episodes we've been doing lately but it's really important for you on the pitch i think everyone can improve their their speed i think it's really important for players to try and do so and, and work on their overall athleticism obviously um i'll be coming out with a program for that of course impact soccer performance which should be out by the end of January, correction, I will get it out by the end of, end of January. I do appreciate everyone for listening to this. It's it's awesome. I hope you're getting something out of it. Um, if you're on Apple or wherever you are, if you leave a, a rating, review, what have you, go check out Dominate Game Day on Amazon if you haven't been able to do so yet. And I will talk to you later. Mm-hmm.